Hey, hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Soph. And I'm Nat. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party, party of, of two. two. So what's on the itinerary today? Hey, 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 Travel Brats. Happy, Happy Travel, travel Brats Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm Soph. And I'm Nat. And, and we, we got... got Carly here with us today, queen of when in robes. Carly, how's it going? It's great. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. We are so excited about today's theme, Travel Brats. We hope you've been having a great week. Our last episode was so awesome, and we talked about so many different places. And today, we actually want to talk about a few of Carly's most memorable Memorable travel travel stories. stories. And if you guys don't know, on a quick side note, we've been doing this series for a while now, and I honestly love it because it can be anything from very serious to absolutely like rolling on your stomach, hilarious to like short, long, whatever. It's everybody's most memorable travel story, whether it's good, bad, crazy, funny, whatever. We've seen it all and we're excited to hear Carly's. (laughs) We've seen it all. We've heard it all. And Carly, we're going to add yours to the list of awesome travel stories so i have a few it was very hard for me to narrow down just one and i feel like most travel stories that pop into my head are traumatic ones like ones that same ones that like are ingrained because i endured like a traumatic experience in but turned out to be an amazing story so there are obviously some great and fun travel stories which i may include we'll see um but there's also the ones that are like okay this was wild so um my first travel story let's let me think which one i want to start off with so i i had traveled by myself solo for like a wedding or gone um I would say like a staycation, but I had never gone out of the country. Um, that's a lie. I did go out of the country for a wedding, but I had like never planned a solo travel portion of a trip. So my first like real solo travel for like a few days was in Paris and it wow. was coming off of a trip I did with my cousin, which is incredible. And that was to Greece, but this trip i wanted to spend a few nights in paris because i knew i had to fly back to la through paris so i was like i love paris i've been before it's not like a completely new place and let me experience this solo so and i loved it by the way if you need a place to travel solo and like you're thinking like where in europe to go paris is an amazing place to go solo you the thing i love is that like i get to make my own schedule do my own thing i don't really have to rely on someone else to like figure out stuff even though it's great when you do travel with someone but for this i was solo in paris i had made all my reservations in advance as i do because i'm crazy and i need to make sure i'm getting into the places that i want to get into um so I had made a reservation at this restaurant called Ferdy, which is really famous in Paris. It's you'll see like the Kardashians go there. It's like really tiny. Um, it's really small and tiny, but they're famous for like their burger and their mac and cheese. Oh, Needless no. to say, I didn't 
know that they fry in peanut oil. I did not know they fried in peanut oil. So I couldn't have some of the things I wanted to have, but they had incredible mac and cheese. But I got seated next to, I was sitting alone, obviously, got seated next to another girl who was sitting alone. Turns out that she is a travel influencer. We were hitting it off, talking the whole time. It was so like kismet, like crazy of all places and all people I'm sitting next to. I'm sitting next to another travel enthusiast. I was rushing to dinner that night because like I was all running around doing everything. I eat my meal. I'm drinking my wine. The check comes and I do not have my wallet. And I start to sweat. I start to sweat and panic. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is like, if that's ever happened to you, like I'm like, it's the worst feeling because you feel terrible. Luckily, my hotel was nearby and I have a great sense of direction. Like weirdly, like if I walk, if I walk it once, I can find my way around and I may be the New Yorker in me, but Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Great sense of direction. Um, so I have to tell the way. And by the way, I don't speak any French. So like <laughs> I was nervous that like that was gonna be an issue. I uh, yeah, but luckily he spoke English. So good. I, I go to the waiter and I'm like, I am so mortified and so sorry. I go, I do not have my wallet i was like i my hotel is around the corner like i can give you my phone as collateral like i promise you i will be back i was like i will give you like my firstborn child i promise you i will be back i was like but i have to go get my wallet and i was so nervous to say this and like to do this and he was like yeah no problem i was like okay so i don't have a phone I am in Paris by myself and now I have to try to find my way back to my hotel that it's my like first night (laughs) that I'm there. So I'm walking through the streets and I make my way, luckily, great sense of direction, make back to the hotel. My key card was also in that wallet. So as I'm upstairs trying to find my key card, don't have that, have to come back down, get a new key card, go back upstairs. And now I'm sweating and I'm like trying to run through the streets of Paris. Needless to say, I got my wallet and I was okay. But like the feeling of like not having your wallet on you and you just had like an amazing meal and they've been so generous and so nice was horrible. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's honestly, I've never done that. Like obviously abroad or anything, but I do do that a lot (laughs) at the nail salon right down the street. I'm like, Oh crap. I switched purses again. And then the lady will be like, what? She doesn't have her, her stuff. The lady will be like, let her go. Like she's a regular, let her go. She'll come back. She always comes back. She forgets it a lot. It's really funny. And I'm like, like, okay guys, I'll be right back. Does anyone want a coffee? (laughs) Put it on my tab. Put it on my tab. And then we went in, in Colorado, we went to get a go get ice cream. And my husband, before we walked out of the house, was like, do you have your um your should I bring our card? And I was like, yeah, in case, you know, we may stop at the bookstore on our walk home or whatever. And then he doesn't bring it. And we're like, let's go get ice cream. And we're if we check out. You're holding the ice cream. and We're trying to check out. And she's like and he's like, did you bring a card? I was like, of course, I didn't bring a card. I told you to bring the card. And then he goes, uh, I'm going to run back. We're two miles away from the house. So it's so funny. We're so out of shape. He he just leaves. And so I, she leaves me standing in front of the lady at the cash register. And I'm like, 
um, he's going to go back. Do you want to hold my phone or something? She's like, no, it's fine. So I'm sitting outside by myself, like eating my ice cream. They put ice his back. melting. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, I-, I didn't know what they did with his. I thought they didn't make it yet, but they had like put it in this little freezer. Maybe oh, somebody will do this. Nice. They have like a holding freezer. So that's in there and I'm sitting there and then he calls me like he's maybe left for like 60 seconds and he calls me and I'm like, what? And he goes, you know, maybe we should like just give him your phone or something and then come back later because two miles is a lot farther <sighs> than I thought. And I was like, we used to be college athletes and we make fun of each other how out of shape we are. So that was like a hilarious moment for us. We obviously just, I was like, here, take my phone. And they're like, honestly, it's is an ice cream place. Like, just give me your phone number and please come back. And I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, not half as serious as that, but those are the two times I've done it. And yes, your heart like just sinks. Off. You're like, like, oh my gosh. Think seriously, Megan. Like, you really just want to die, like, right then and there. You're like, I I can never show my face again. (laughs) (laughs) They hate me. I was like, they hate me. I'm an American. And they like think I'm an idiot. I know. They're probably like, American. Like, of course. I was nervous that they were like, oh, she's never coming back. Like, we're going (laughs) to have to, like, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I got, uh, it was, it was crazy. It depends if the dinner was more expensive than the phone. I mean, I it, luckily because I could not eat a lot at the restaurant because of the peanut allergy. I honestly probably wasn't even that bad, but yeah, um, yeah no. So that was definitely uh, an experience on my first solo trip uh, to Paris. And I will say, so I mentioned in the last episode, Cannabis Ia, which is one of my favorite hotels. Um, when my mom and I went to Santorini my dream was always to go to Mykonos. Like there is a hotel in Mykonos that like we had booked that is stunning. And I was like, the whole point of us going to Greece in general, we went to Athens, Sandrini, and then we're going to end in Mykonos. And the whole point of the trip was for me to go to Mykonos. And (laughs) so we get to Sandrini. We have an amazing time in Athens. We're there for, I think, just like 24 hours, see all the sites. Then we go to Santorini. We're supposed to be there for, I think, two or three days. And then we were going to go to Mykonos for the rest of the trip. And we're in Santorini. And I had never heard of this before, but have you heard of a Mediterranean hurricane? No. No. So we're in... (laughs) And this is uh, like end of September. And so we're in Santorini at this gorgeous hotel. And our flight to Mykonos gets canceled. The ferries get canceled. And I'm like, oh, I was like, okay, um, what's happening? They're like, oh, there's a Mediterranean hurricane. Like, you're stuck on the island. And I was like, okay. So my mom and I, we extended our stay at this hotel for a day. Next day, we're like, okay, we're going to wake up. It's going to be great. We're going to go to Mykonos. It'll be fine. Next day, still stuck on the island. And we're like, at this point, we're like, okay, we can't get to Mykonos. Like, if that's everything shut off to Mykonos, you can't fly out. Like, the airport was insane. You can't, t- all the ferries were canceled because it was like winds and rain, whatever. Um, The weather was not you you just couldn't you couldn't get off the island but there were flights going out of greece so we couldn't get to mykonos but we could get elsewhere so and everyone else is thinking the same thing like just get me off this island at this point i've been like santorini's amazing it's great like especially if you are with a significant other and like you're on your honeymoon and 
but there's not that much to do there. Like it's very much a relaxing, like beautiful views. Like you're enjoying each other's company, but you're not, it's not like you're really exploring much. So at that point we have seen every inch of, of Ia and uh, that being said, I do love Ia. It's amazing. Um, one of my favorite restaurants is there. But so my mom and I are trying to figure out what because I have to fly home from Paris. That's at some point I had to be back in Paris. And so we're like, okay, we have three or four days. What are we what are we gonna do with it? We saw that there was a flight to Rome. And we're like, okay, if we can get a flight to Rome and then I could do Rome to Paris and we could spend a night in Paris, spend a few days in Rome. We love Italy. Um, I hadn't been to Rome in a while. And then we have really close friends who live in Florence and my mom and I love Florence. She took me there. Um, she studied abroad in Florence and she took me there for my graduation from high school. And so it was really special. So we're like, oh, we'll say hi to our friends in Florence, whatever. It'll be a great thing. So we go to the airport. It is a zoo. It is packed. We last minute get on this flight to Rome. Like we didn't know if we were getting on this flight to Rome. And we ended up getting on this flight to Rome, staying at Hotel de Russi, which is one of my top hotels. We have one of the most amazing meals in Rome. We take the train and the train's so easy from Rome to Florence. We spend the day in Florence, see our friend, our friends own um, two restaurants in Florence and like a leather store. And we have the best time, see the Duomo, everything, do some shopping and make it from out of Santorini to Rome and then Rome to Paris, spend the night in Paris. And we like got whatever hotel room we could get in Paris. Like we were just like, put us up wherever we just need somewhere to sleep. It's only for 24 hours and we had the best time. And it just goes to show that like, sometimes your travel plans don't go according to plan. And even in the uh, Mediterranean hurricane, you can still have an incredible trip. And it was absolutely one of the most memorable trips that I've ever had. Um, how sad though were you that you didn't get to go to Mykonos because that Here's was the, the right entire side. point of the trip. I mean, I know you got to go eventually. No, I was devastated. No yeah. joke. I was <laughs> gutted. I was devastated. I was like, I literally regret the fact because like I had the option of going to Mykonos first and then Santorini or Santorini. Oh. And, then Mykonos, and I was, but like, also I would have been stuck in Mykonos. Not horrible, but Here's, I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. I've always have been. And I believe that I wasn't meant to go to Mykonos then. So I ended up going to Greece with my cousin who were very close. And it was the perfect trip for us because we enjoy, oh my gosh, am I okay? Oh, not arrogant. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, I honestly feel like that's happened to me a lot of times where I tend to like be really bummed about what's happened. And then you look hindsight and your trip or your experience actually turned out a lot better than you thought it would be, you know? Yeah. So I did end up getting to Mykonos. I had the most amazing time. I absolutely thrived there. I got to go. So we had budgeted the trip where we were staying. We stayed at like a smaller, more boutique hotel, but we split our time in Mykonos between two hotels. So we did get a night at or like two nights at that hotel that I was supposed to go with my mom. And it was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I was so happy I got to finally experience it. But I did do it with my cousin. And I think that was the right move because 
going to Mykonos with my mom would have been great, but like I wouldn't have been partying like I would have with my cousin. And so it just had been a different experience. And I'm happy that it ended up being the way it was. Yeah. Um, Even if I had to wait a few years, but. Yeah. Right. Oh, that still sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, those are awesome travel stories, Carly. I do have one more, but I feel like. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) It's a long one and I can try to shorten it. Um, Give us the spark notes version. It's it's up to you. We can do it on it. We can tell the brats on another episode or we can do it now. We can, we can do it. I'll I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it fast. Um, I've done, if you want to see the extended version, you have to go to when and Rose for it. Um, I like that. So if you want the full extended version of this story, my friend Zach and I have discussed it on a two episode when in robes from Casa de Campo. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, iconic to be exact. Um, but so uh, we it was the year was 20 the year was <laughs> i think 20 no that doesn't sound right whatever it was it was a while ago yeah. back when i was a girl <laughs> back when i was a young girl um no so we were in the dominican republic at casa de campo and you have two options when you fly well you used to have three so you used to La Romana, where the hotel is located, used to have a small airport. It's now a private airport, but it was the best way to get because it was 10 minutes from the hotel. Now you can either go through Santo Domingo or Punta Cana. And we were flying home through Punta Cana and there was some bad weather in New York. In the Dominican Republic, it was sunny and gorgeous. Like there was no issue. But Punta Cana was an open air airport. It had they not a lot of people spoke English at that airport because it wasn't like in the capital. It wasn't like there was I mean, in my fault for not being fluent in Spanish. Um, but we got by. I was with my mom, my cousins, my aunt. Oh, sorry. My mom, my cousins, my uncle, my grandparents, my two friends, Zach and his sister, Sydney, trying to get from Punta Cana to New York. And we were in college at this time. Sydney was in high school and there was bad weather. So long story short, we get stuck in the Punta Cana airport for two days. And JetBlue, who handled this so poorly, I, and by the way, I am a loyal JetBlue girl to this day. So it did not deter me from traveling them again, but it did steer me away from the Punta Cana airport for the rest of my life. Eh, well, there's one exception, but for the rest <laughs> of my life, <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, so the first and it was handled so poorly that this is like before social media really like blew up. We, it like, if this happened today, it would have gone viral. Like no joke. It would have gone viral, but essentially they kept us out of the loop. No, no representative from JetBlue or the airline, nothing would speak to us. People started like rioting and like picketing. There were signs like JetBlue holding us hostage. Like it was chaos at the airport. 
people were getting on the speaker because the JetBlue people like locked themselves in the office and didn't want to deal with anyone. What? None of the passengers. So they kept delaying the flight until about midnight. And then they're like, okay, flight's canceled. You're going to fly out tomorrow. You can't get your luggage because it's like international. So like, we're not giving you your bags. Like you're going to have to recheck them. If you take them, you'll have to go through everything again. And we're like, okay, we found ourselves a hotel for the first night. We left the airport, left like everything for the first night. They allowed us to leave. Second, we got back the next day, sitting at the airport all day, delaying, delaying, delaying. Second day, they're like, okay, midnight, they're canceling it. They won't let you take your luggage. You're flying out in the morning. You have to stay at the airport all night. I break in to, and by the way, you know, an airport lounge, like AC, beautiful, not here. No, no, no. The only thing, by the way, that we were eating, we were living off of Nathan's chicken fingers because you couldn't pay me to have a hot dog in the Punta Cana airport in the Dominican Republic. Sorry. (laughs) You just couldn't. We were eating chicken fingers from Nathan's. I haven't had one since because I ate that for every meal for 48 hours, a little longer, but crazy. Uh, My grandparents who are older, they, I literally broke in to this lounge and it wasn't a lounge it was just like they had slightly comfier chairs than the plastic ones downstairs and heat rises so it was hot it was open air there was not it wasn't it was basically just furniture on an elevated surface and i put two chairs together for my grandpa to sleep and we made we slept in the punta cana airport my friends have never seen me so like we all saw each other's at our worst we were disgusting yeah. like same clothes for days like yeah, it was horrible like, you're not no one yeah no one was helping us people were trying to call the news like people like these are new yorkers so like they're all trying to like get it on like page oh six on front page of the new york times like they're calling like nbc everything nothing <laughs> happening um the next day they kept delaying us oh no and finally, my friends got a flight from Santa Domingo. And so they my they had to this will you'll have to listen to one in ropes for this. But like Zach tells the story of him going to the security office. There's armed guards trying to get their luggage. They have to try to get their luggage to then go to Santa Domingo to try to get the flight. It's craziness. And luckily, Zach does speak fluent Spanish. So saving oh, grace. There you go. Yeah. My family stayed. We ended up getting out that night, I believe. And it was the worst two days. I And I refused from that day forward. I was like, I'm never flying from the Punta Cana airport ever again. It was handled so poorly that it, it's mind blowing that like it didn't make the front page of the news. Now, did they compensate you guys? Like were your flights... <laughs> They did not compensate us from my knowledge. I know Zach complained and I don't know if he got points or anything from it, but this was so long ago that I think that they were just happy to like not be bothered by this entire flight anymore. Like I honestly, I don't even, I don't remember being compensated for it. I don't even remember getting a voucher or anything like the representatives were nowhere to be seen. Like they literally ran away and were behind armed guards in an office. 
Okay, so you still fly JetBlue, but you don't like Punta Cana. I love JetBlue, and I do have status on JetBlue, but I won't fly Punta Cana. I will fly into Santo Domingo. Okay. My mom, my mom did make me fly Punta Cana once. One time, yeah. Since the incident, and this was, and these were my rules for going to that airport. I said if I'm leaving. Casa de Campo and flying to Punta Cana and not Santo Domingo, where a beautiful air conditioned airport with ev- people are speaking English left and right, people like no language barrier, food, whatever, not you don't have to walk outside to get onto the plane. Like it's great. Um, if I'm not going there and I'm flying Punta Cana, if we get delayed and get stuck, you have to pay for me to go back to Casa de Campo and stay there for a night because I'm not doing this again. That's a great like insurance plan. Yeah. And I said, this is on you if something goes awry because I'm, this is not happening again. It was traumatizing. I don't even want to look at that Nathan's ever again. Like I can't (laughs) be here. Um, so luckily I did get out. I was delayed a little bit and I think she was like panicking that like I was about to like bounce, but, um, no, so I did survive. But ever since that one flight, I've always flown into Santo Domingo. Okay. I noted. I'll fly in. Actually, I'll fly into Punta Cana. I just won't leave from there. Like I'll fly in Punta Cana if I have to. I prefer Santo Domingo. Okay, cool. And that's, that's how far like to go get to that airport. Um, they're both like 45 minutes from the hotel. Then you're good because it's not like it's totally extra out of the way. Yeah, Yeah, but it was definitely a traumatic, a traumatic uh, airport experience. But it, I'm here to tell the story. And JetBlue, you really screwed up on that one. But you know, we survived. There's nothing worse than angry airport people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the photos are actually really funny. Like we look so distressed, and like um, they're blurry because like the camera quality is not good back then, and it's just it's really funny. It's just like no one should ever see me like that. Like I look horrible. (laughs) I did put photos in the episode, so if you really do want to see me like that, there are there are photos in that that. episode. Yes, at your worst, I would love to see you. You're so Julie. cute now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Carly, those are those are some really good. I feel like you took us full circle with the travel stories. <laughs> yeah. From like horrible day to like interesting learning experience to like a, a, a crazy short but like hectic travel story that turned good in Paris. So thank you so much. And the brats will love this, guys. I hope you love this. And uh if you do, check out Carly and One in Robes, leave yes. us a review and go check the full story of the last travel yeah. story. Yeah. To get the full scoop on what happened to her friend who tried to thank escape. You guys, <laughs> thanks, yeah. Carly. Bye, Carly. We'll catch you next Bye. Time. Thank you. Bye. Hey there. Are you looking to sell your home the for sale by owner way? Then check out Listella. Listella is an online real estate platform where you can directly buy and sell homes with no negotiations and no commission. Sellers save the six percent they would typically pay an agent and buyers can find and buy a home in as little as 14 days. The best part? If you are a Travel Brats listener and you list your home on Listella, you get 20% off the listing fee with code TRAVEL. That's all caps, T-R-A-V-E-L. Check them out at listella.com, L-I-S-T-E-L-L-A.com or download the Listella app today.